What the hell is going on in Lebanon? I'm Michael Carboni, and this is the Chasing Kangaroos Quick Tap. Well, there's been plenty in the media today about Robbie Farah and the Lebanese Rugby League Federation. I've been inundated with direct messages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. What's going on in Lebanon? Do they have a domestic competition? Why is Robbie Farah and the Lebanese side covering the Cedars emblem this Saturday against Fiji? There's been plenty of discussion online, and to be honest, plenty of people are confused. And to be fair, that's because it's very hard to find information about what is actually going on in Lebanon. So I'm recording this random episode. I'm calling it the Chasing Kangaroos Quick Tap, Episode 1. It's going to be short, one topic, a very random episode. If you guys like it, I'll do more in the future, so contact me on the socials and let me know what you think. Now, I'm not going to claim to be an expert on Lebanese Rugby League, but in the last 24 hours, I've had discussions with people involved in various Lebanese clubs, as well as a representative from the Lebanese Rugby League Federation. In some cases, I've had to put two and two together. And my aim tonight is to try and explain parts of both sides of the story and offer an unbiased view. You can make your own mind up on whose side you're on. So let's start with what happened this week in the lead up to the Pacific Invitational match between Lebanon and Fiji at Leichhardt Oval. So earlier in the week, Michael Karianis revealed in the Daily Telegraph that Lebanese Cedar players were planning to stick black tape over the Lebanese Rugby League Federation logo as a protest against the board of the Lebanese Rugby League Federation. Players have been covering up the logo since joining camp. And you may have noticed the black tape covering the Cedars emblem on Robbie Farah's polo top during his Fox Sports interviews. Now, there's a few things Robbie touched on, but the details behind some of his comments are very vague. So today I've been trying to uncover the details behind the comments. Now, Farah said that the Lebanese-based governing body had failed to capitalise on the advancements made by the Cedars at the World Cup, with the domestic competition in hiatus due to the administration's infighting. He said there's no domestic competition in Lebanon, so the game can't grow over there until these guys are back playing. And that doesn't happen until we get our house in order at the top level, he said. So the main question I've been asked today is, does Lebanon have a domestic comp? And I guess the answer is yes and no. But I'll get to that uh, in a moment. But first, the response from the Lebanese Rugby League Federation. So they released an extraordinary statement this morning, which was Wednesday 19th of June, in response to the article by Michael Karianis. You can read the entire article on the Lebanese on the Lebanon Rugby League uh, website, which is lebanonrl.com. Now, in short, they said the Lebanese Rugby League Federation will not tolerate any insult to the iconic national symbol of the Republic of Lebanon and its people. They threaten that players who conceal the Cedars badge will face misconduct charges. Now, this could include suspension from future Lebanese representation, monetary fines, and as it is a criminal offence um, to denigrate the national emblem of the Republic of Lebanon, it could include jail time. All right, so let's look at the history of domestic rugby league in Lebanon. Now, local competition started here in 2002 with a four-team university-based competition. And since then, we've seen up to eight teams participate in the nation's senior championship. It wasn't until the 2017 World Cup campaign where issues began to bubble to the surface. And as we know, the Lebanese Cedars team enjoyed what many would consider a very successful tournament in 2017. So they won their first ever World Cup match against France, 29-18. They pushed Australia and England in group stages and were narrowly defeated by the Taumalolo Fafita-led Tongans, 24-22 in the quarterfinals. Now, off the back of this success, I and many others hoped to see a strengthened domestic competition and, uh, in Lebanon and some more meaningful international matches. 
but this didn't happen, and here's why. In 2018, the Cedars players made a decision to boycott international rugby league matches. There was a match scheduled against Fiji, actually, similar to what we're seeing this weekend. According to quotes from Lebanese World Cup coach Brad Fittler in the Sydney Morning Herald at the time, the playing group had made a decision based on a loss of confidence and trust in the LRLF board. In an open letter by Cedars representatives Chris Saab and Michael Hedwan, they stated that the playing group had made a decision to boycott future international games based on a loss of confidence and trust in the board. The boycott would stand until a new board was elected. It's understood that Cedars players felt they were underfunded and didn't receive the support they were expecting during the World Cup period. Brad Fittler was also quoted at the time saying that they weren't happy. They were, there were definite gripes from the staff, especially the players, having to come and play, take time out of work. There was no money. There was definitely gripes from the staff about raising funds and where those funds were going. So as always, it's a monetary issue. According to the uh, LRLF, the 2018 and 19 calendar domestically was a fruitful one, with 17 teams participating in adult and junior 13-a-side competition. But the senior championship has been suspended since 2017. Uh, the, the Lebanese Federation say that while clubs adjust to the new regulations, uh, that this is while, while clubs adjust to the new regulations adopted with the intention of raising standards. As I understand it, there are five, maybe six senior clubs in Lebanon right now. You've got Tripoli and the Wolves. Both of these sides have, uh, have members on the board with the LRLF and are aligned with their cause. A third club, Elmina, is also aligned with the Lebanese Rugby League Federation. However, I've been unable to uncover players registered to this team or a history of matches that they have played. The clubs against the Lebanese Rugby League Federation claim that El Mina only exists on paper and were used as a vote which would successfully elect the new board of the LRLF last March. This brings me to the three clubs against the Federation. So you've got the Immortals, uh, Junia and Lycans. The latter club has apparently never been registered with the LRLF despite having two players from their club included in the Lebanese 2017 World Cup squad. Now, there's been no senior competition in Lebanon since 2017, but the clubs opposing the LRLF have staged their own origin matches. And just last week, the Lycans played a friendly against a Turkish club, who are, by the way, unaffiliated with the Turkish Rugby League. So is there a resolution? Well, today we found out that the LRLF uh, are able to reveal their strategic plan outlining activity to 2023 20, very soon and they hope that all clubs are on board. The opposing clubs, however, believe that the LRLF have done plenty of damage to the game in Lebanon and demand a fair and equal board election before they get involved. Uh, today, Michael Karayanis reported that the Le in the Daily Telegraph once again that the Lebanese senior players, representatives and Rugby League International Federation boss Nigel Wood met to discuss the protest. The Cedar players will not cover the emblem this Saturday against Fiji, but they still stand strong for the players in Lebanon and have vowed to find another way to protest. Watch this space. But Simon Wood has asked the players for a formal document outlining their angst. And according to Robbie Farrar uh, in that article, the Rugby League International Federation has assured the players that they will conduct an independent review of the governance practices in Lebanon. I'm hoping that an amicable re resolution can be found because, to be honest, this type of infighting, a domestic competition on pause and a battle against NRL heritage players would only set Lebanon back 20 years, in my opinion. 
I hope this first edition of Chasing Kangaroo's Quick Tap has shed some light on the issue. Feel free to comment on our social media pages to express your opinion on the matter. And also, if you like the concept of the Quick Tap episode and would like to see similar short versions of Chasing Kangaroos in the future, please DM me on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter and let me know. I'll be back next week with episode 28 of Chasing Kangaroos. Until then, enjoy the rep weekend. We'll be right back.